If you're willing and able, would you stand as we read this portion of the Lord's Word? Jacob here is prophesying concerning his 12 sons. I want to look at what Jacob has to say about Joseph. In verse number 22, the Bible says, Joseph is a fruitful vow. Even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb, the blessings of thy Father hath prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound, of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. You can be seated tonight. I'm interested in what Jacob says about Joseph in verse number 22. He says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. This uh, description of Joseph is one of fruitfulness. You'll find that it indicates that Joseph's life is vigorous, healthy, strong, and growing. I realize that uh, some of our lives are just surviving. But Joseph is thriving in his 
experience with the God of his father Jacob. Tonight, the description that his bow is fruitful and that his branches are overrunning the wall says that Joseph's life is being a blessing that is abounding beyond the normal reach of others. Not many vines ever attained growing their branches over the wall. But Joseph here is described as such a one. You'll find that his environment was against him. He lived in idolatry down in Egypt. But yet, uh, Joseph thrived and abounded spiritually. His life was vibrant uh, and strong. You'll find that Joseph's enemies, his family who hated him, uh, the, uh, the faults of fire, uh, Potiphar's wife, uh, lied about him, and the baker forgot about him in the prison house. But instead of withering away, instead of bowing his head, feeling sorry for himself, Joseph's life abounds. Joseph's life is full of victory, and that ought to challenge our lives tonight. There's three things I want to say in relationship to Joseph and his branches running over the wall. Number one, Joseph had to have a relationship with a well. The Bible said here in this verse that he was a fruitful bough by a well. You see, if anything is ever going to grow, if anything will ever produce, it must have a water source. It must be irrigated. It must be uh, watered. And Joseph here uh, is a fruitful bough because uh, he lives and abides near the well, the water source. And may I say uh, that in this coming year, if you and I are to abound uh, and become fruitful to the glory of our Father, we must learn to live our Christian life near the well. I'm glad tonight that I know where the well is for my life. 
In fact, uh, there is a well uh, right here in the house of God. This is where uh, you and I get water uh, for our Christian experience. There have been times that I have come to the house of God uh, weary and worn, uh, but I get some water uh, from the well uh, and my life is renewed uh, and my vigor is uh, rejuvenated uh, and my will uh, is submitted uh, to God Almighty. Uh, I'm glad I know where the well is uh, for my Christian life. But not only the house of God, but right here is a well for our life. There's water everywhere you dig in the precious Word of God. I'm just here to tell you, there's just no dry spots. There's no uh, uh, broken ground because uh, of the lack of rain. Uh, You don't have to dig very far in the Bible uh, until you're going to hit some water. Uh, You're going to run into some water uh, for your life. Uh, And I challenge you uh, to read this Bible uh, for your own benefit. I challenge you uh, to read it uh, to bless your life. Uh, I challenge you to read it to bolster uh, your life. Uh, I challenge you to read it uh, so your life uh, can be uh, uh, encouraged and directed uh, by what it has to say. It is a well for our life. And the reason that Joseph could be a fruitful bow, it's because he lived his life near the well. A Christian cannot uh, uh, thrive in their experience uh, living uh, uh, away from God's house. Uh, You can't... uh, Uh, neglect this precious book uh, and expect to uh, abound and uh, be vigorous in your uh, worship and in your witness uh, as a child of God. But then, secondly, not only did Joseph have a relationship with the well, But also in this verse, he has the right relationship with the wall. The Bible says that Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. You see, Joseph did not see the wall as an obstacle. But he saw the wall as an opportunity in his life. And tonight, uh, uh, for most 
The law would have said to us, you can't reach beyond the wall. It's too high. It is so far away. Your branches uh, can never attain the height uh, of the wall. It would become an obstacle. But for Joseph, uh, it was simply an opportunity. For you see, uh, when Joseph uh, got his branches uh, to the to the top of the wall, uh, the wall became uh, support. Uh, the wall became uh, something to help bear the burden uh, of his life. Uh, and tonight, you and I need to realize that what lies in our way. Uh, is not there to stop us. Uh, it is there to challenge us uh, to rise above it. Uh, when we're faced uh, with discouragement from others, uh, when we're faced with difficulties uh, in our family uh, and we feel like uh, we cannot overcome, uh, then uh, we must look uh, and see that there is an opportunity uh, to rise above it all. That's what Joseph did. He had the right relationship with the wall. Anybody here ever been to the Holy Land? Anybody? I've been. And I want to tell you, everywhere you go in that country, there is rock everywhere. It is rocky terrain. For the most part. You see, a ground cannot produce when it's got rocks and boulders and huge stones in it. Uh, those, uh, those stones and rocks have to be uh, taken out of the ground so the ground can produce to its maximum capacity. And in that area of the world, when that farmer, that vine dresser, would plow up his ground to make a vineyard, Every huge stone, every huge rock would be turned up by his plow. He would carry it over to the very edge of his property. And there he would begin building a wall. And he would take those rocks and stones and build a build a wall of rock uh, around uh, his vineyard. Now that, that wall has something to say uh, to you and I. It is a wall uh, of uh, protection. 
that wall was built to keep wild beasts from coming in and devouring his harvest. That wall protected that vineyard. But that wall not only was there for protection, but that wall was there for identification. It set the boundaries of that man's property. It said everything within the confines of this wall belonged to me. I'm glad I have been identified by the stone that came rolling out of Babylon. I'm glad tonight that I belong to him. I'm identified with him. He is my possessor. He has purchased my salvation. But there's a third thing about the wall. It speaks about transformation. You see, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, those rocks and stones were hindrance. They were obstacles that laid in the way. But the farmer, the vine dresser, would turn his obstacles into blessing. The things that were meant to hinder him now are going to help him. I, I'm reminded of an old Civil War story of a plantation owner in the South. He owned uh, 500 or more acres of plantation ground. Lived in a huge estate. But uh, there was an old man who owned about 60 acres just a little ways down the road that connected to the edge of his property. And this plantation owner wanted to own that man's plantation, his little bit of acre. And uh, there was a wall that separated the two properties. And the plantation owner uh, uh, tried to buy it and he wouldn't sell. He tried to trade him out of it, uh, and he just wouldn't trade. So finally, uh, the plantation owner commanded his servants. Uh, he said, I want you to take all the dung out of the barns, uh, and I want you to take it down to the wall and throw it over on this man's property. And we'll stink him out. And they began to do it. And every day they would throw the dung of the barns across the wall. 
and uh, nothing ever uh, occurred. The man remained stable uh, on his property uh, and in about three and a half months uh, or so, uh, one day uh, that old man come walking up on the porch uh, of that plantation owner uh, and knocked on the door uh, and the man came to the door uh, and to his surprise, uh, there were taters uh, and beans uh, and corn uh, sitting all over uh, the porch. Uh, and the man said, I've come to bring you uh, uh, something out of my garden. Uh, for he said, you know all of that dung uh, you threw over on me uh, trying to get me uh, uh, to run out of my property. Uh, I took it, uh, I, I worked it into my soil. Uh, it has fertilized my ground and God has blessed me abundantly and tonight that's the way you and I have to do our obstacles and our difficulties. We've got to transform them to become blessings and victories instead of blights and defeat. Joseph had a right relationship with the walker. He had a right relationship with the well. You see, it could be that person that's just been gouging. You think that it is for your demise they're doing it. It might just be for your victory. It might be that God's going to use it to make your life stronger and more faithful, devoted to His service. Number three, not only does He have a right relationship with the well, with the wall, but there is a third truth that is implied. He has a right relationship with the workmen of the vineyard. You see, there's somebody that caretakes the property. Somebody that works among the vines. Somebody there who is breaking up the ground. Someone who is carrying water from the well, someone who is fertilizing uh, around the vine so it can produce to its capacity. You say, preacher, I don't understand. Well, you see, you and I have a workman in our life. His name is the Spirit of God. He is our heavenly Fine dresser. He lives and abides in our life. It is He who cultivates. It is Him that uh, irrigates our life. It is Him that aerates us and breaks up the hardness of our heart. 
Don't you appreciate the times that you've come to God's house and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost just, he just breaks your will and you're weeping and you really don't understand why you're weeping other than the presence of God has become surreal in your life. Uh, that's the working uh, of the Spirit of God uh, breaking up that hard ground of our heart. And don't tell me that your heart doesn't get hard. I know it does. Mine does too. But thank God for every time that God's word has plowed and the spirit of God has took that spiritual hoe and went to chopping away and digging about where the vine roots are. Oh, bless his name. I want to read in the book of John chapter 15 and I'm going to be done. The Bible says here in John chapter 15 Verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, that's Jesus, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now, reading those verses, it is easy to get the picture that if a branch does not bear fruit, he says, he taketh away. It seems as if he is saying he just lops that branch off and just throws it to the side for naught. That's the way we would read it. Had it not been for John chapter 1, where John uses the same term, we would not really understand what this term really means. To take away. Do you remember John the Baptist was down by the river Jordan preaching and baptizing? And one day the Son of God came and John the Baptist announced, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. That, that phrase, taketh away, means that he bears up under it. He carries, he lifts it up and takes it away. And here in John chapter 15, when he talks about that uh, workman in the vineyard, that branch that is not bearing fruit, when he's talking about he taketh it away, he's not talking about cutting it off. Oh no, he's talking about a branch that is pointed downward. You see, a vine cannot produce grapes 
with its uh, branches on the ground. Those branches have to be lifted up. Those branches have to be raised. But there's some branches that are, that are like us. They're cantankerous and rebellious. And instead of, of growing upward, they want to they wanna grow downward. But, but that husband and that workman goes in and what he does, he, he bends down on his knee. And he lifts that branch that's pointed downward and he lifts it up and he props it up, puts a prop under it uh, to point that branch upward. Uh, And while he's there, all the branches that have been dirtied by the heavy rains and the the soil that is spattered on them, uh, he takes the the water of the word and and he cleanses those branches. Uh, Aren't you glad for every time uh, uh, when we uh, have the tendency to grow our branches down. God doesn't cut us off. God doesn't throw us away. But the sweet Holy Ghost comes along and he props us up and he points our lives to an upward climb. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I've got a a Savior tonight that cares about my life. Tell you this and I'm done. You can stand whoever's going to do the invitation. Y'all come on. I thought about this verse. The only way that Joseph could have been able to grow his branches over the wall. Is to he he would have had to have been on the outside road. He wasn't down in the middle where the fertile ground to be on the outside road. He could have very well been at the end of a road. Close by the wall. He wasn't supposed to thrive like he did. The hatred of his brethren, they thought they had gotten rid of him. Potiphar's wife, put you in a place you say Lord I want to bloom right here it might not be the position or the place you want but whatever it is you be the best you can be 
If it's a vacuum in the floor, you be the best vacuumer there is. If it's cleaning the toilet, I, I, I was went into the restroom. Those toilets were crystal clean. I commend whoever did that. I'm just here to say, wherever you're bloomed, wherever you're planted, you bloom. If it's in the choir, if it's being a wife or a husband or a mom or a dad, wherever you're planted, seek to reach your branches over the wall. Don't be satisfied with just status quo. Don't be satisfied with just an ordinary service. Reach out. There's people in this community that need the gospel, that need to hear the good news. Some of, some of them are in your family. I challenge you to be a Joseph tonight. While we sing, God's speaking to your heart. Would you come while she plays?